everybody, and welcome to the TPM podcast. That stands for Theology of Plain Men. My name is Zach, joined once again uh, by my remote friends. Um, they're not my in-person friends anymore. I don't know if they'll ever be my in-person <laughs> friends again. But my remote friends, Matt Almquist and Andre Nelson. Say hi, you guys. What's up? Hey, hey. Zach, I think this this time apart might just put it put an end to us. It might. I don't know if we're ever getting over this. Honestly, we might never, ever, ever get back together. Get back together, yes. <laughs> so, uh, thank you, Taylor Swift. Um, anyways, so we're still in quarantine. Uh, my quarantine experience has, uh, at at times, been a disaster. Um, today, I, I developed what I'm going to call quarantine brain. Um, I went out to my car this morning to go to work uh, at a, 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 you know, a blistering 4.30 in the morning, um, only to find out your boy had left his lights on overnight and the car Ooh. was dead. So <laughs> husband of the year material, uh, I ran upstairs, woke up my wife and said, I'm taking your car. You need to figure out how to get Harper to daycare. <laughs> oh my gosh so uh huge shout out to our neighbors they uh came on over uh and let ashley take their car to get harper to daycare uh so yeah husband of the year over here quarantine brain is what i'm calling that uh in other quarantine experience those of you who follow me on instagram uh ashley cut my hair uh and i don't have like a buzz cut if you've ever seen me in person i got a pretty high fade going on um it, and it's not the most trivial haircut in the world. And Ashley had never held a Clippers before. I'm 90% sure that I'm going to live three less years now because of the stress <laughs> that I incurred through that experience. So, uh, yeah. I can relate to that. My, I had my mom trim the sides of my hair a little bit a few weeks. It was several I, weeks ago. I noticed you are wearing a hat. That was, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the hat is on a lot more than it used to be. Let me tell you that. No, at one point, she's like, well, do you want me to go get you a mirror so you can look at it? And I said, no, I think I should get in the car and start driving before I look at it because <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to say anything healthy if if I look at it first. There might be some not very edifying things coming yeah, out of my mouth. Uh, I might yeah. want to handle this one on my own first. <laughs> at one point, Ashley uh, asked me, um, as she, before we started, she was holding the clippers in her hand and said, how do I use this? No, um, that was that was when I lost it at that point. But yeah. I will say, uh, in all honesty, it it turned out pretty good. Like, I am shocked at how good she did. Don't get me wrong; I am not about to stop going to the barber shop. Big barber shop guy. Love my neighborhood spot. But I, you know, she proved me wrong. She really did. So, yeah, it was a a good experience for all. You know, you your uh haircut looks as dope as usual through your medium quality webcam so <laughs> shout out to your wife through that <laughs> i'll tell her and, that that her haircuts look decent or, or dope as ever through a, a mediocre quality webcam that would be a great review if she ever opens up her own place someday Perfect. uh in other news also for zach's instagram followers you still need to follow me on Instagram. <laughs> now, how, how bad of a plug was that? Uh, at the real Matt Almquist. Please, I'm desperate. I have 42 followers. Uh, but I do have a dog, so it's worth seeing. And in other news about the dog, Zach had made the impeccable prediction 
that our puppy by this point would have quote crapped on our bed and i'm happy to say that has not happened we clearly have a better trained dog than zach's just saying that dog's got a lot of life left in it my boy (laughs) a lot of crap left to come anyways uh if you're still with us after yeah, that. Yeah, if you made it through that, that was that was rough. But here we are. This is real. This is the TPM podcast. Uh, husbands of the year over here. Uh, sons of the year over here. Uh, Andre, what are we talking about today? So today I wanted to talk about, I raised the topic of withdrawing from the world, uh, the temptation to do so, and whether or not that is... A good thing for the Christian to do. Um, I find myself being sometimes overwhelmed by how complicated the world is and how messy the world is, and I find myself not wanting to engage all that because it's stressful and difficult. And so, what I want to do is just kind of recoil and live in my own little bubble and not deal with other people and not deal with problems of the world um, and just just keep to myself and kind of, like I've said, withdraw in that way. And, you know, as with a lot of things in life, um, the easiest option is not always the best one or the right one. And so that's kind of my gut feeling here, but I wanted to hash it out with the TPM guys and... Um, yeah, see what the Bible says about this. See what God has to say about um, the way that we decide to engage with the world. Um, so do you guys have any like initial thoughts about this topic, this issue? Do you find yourself feeling similar things or not or what? Yeah, I definitely feel similar. Um, it, <laughs> the longer this goes on, I, I couldn't even tell you what week we're in of quarantine at this point. Um, or hardly what day it is for that matter. But uh, I feel like it just it's become the new normal. And so being separated, being distant, being alone in a lot of ways has kind of become the new normal. And uh, I'm kind of worried about it being uh, something I get used to that I I can't break out of, even though Zach was uh, joking about it at the beginning of the podcast here about not being able to reconnect after it. I think I think some of that obviously will, but um, it's going to take work. And I I see that as a a risk for me. Um, It's it's easy to be isolating and it's easy to be lazy in this time to just distance yourself and turn on the netflix and settle in for night after night and day after day um so i i can sympathize it's easier for me right now to just be alone and to uh to separate than it is to try to engage people especially while doing that virtually yeah um i I think like so as I've kind of left college and, and left the, gi- I would say like giant community that I was a part of where I was seeing tons of people all the time. I noticed that, um, I, I'm a very nat, I'm a natural extrovert, um, way more than I'm an introvert, but I noticed that, uh, as I left and the, my, my kind of group of people that I was intimate with, that number got a lot smaller. Um, I noticed I became much, much more of an introvert. And I I almost wanted more and more alone time. And now that I had that community completely ripped away, like initially for those first few weeks, I became like just starved for community. I like, I I swung full back, like 
I needed extrovert, uh, like, energy and, like, extrovert environments. Like, I needed to be with people. Like, I love my wife. I do. And, like, we spend all, all of our time together. But, like, we need more people in our lives. And now, like, when I process it and think about it, like, it almost makes me nervous. I feel like I've gone, like, almost so far that I don't know if I know how to be in the community anymore. It's almost like... I've gone back to the introvert side where like, I don't know how I'm going to feel integrating with community again. Um, what am I going to feel like? Is it going to be super exhausting? Like it probably will be like those first, like for a while, when we get back into communities, I bet it's going to be a heck of a lot more exhausting than we think it's going to be just because we have to learn how to kind of do the in-person thing again, because there's been so min like such a minimal amount of it. Um, like we're, we're relearning how to do all these things in our life and we're going to have to learn them the other way all over again. Um, and I, I don't think that's something to like undersell. Um, so right now it's super easy because it's honestly kind of mandatory to just shut yourself in physically. Um, but when we come out of this and it's no longer mandatory, right? There is a light at the end of the tunnel. We're going to come out of this. Um, I, I'm wondering how much, like, this This is going to be a much different conversation because now it's just the temptation to stay in. We're not going to have an excuse. So how are we going to fight that, I guess, is, is kind of my question. What do you guys think? Yeah. So I So I think that, like, okay, so, yeah, in the context of this whole isolation because of global pandemic thing yeah it's just, like an just interesting, that it's an, just that thing, you know? <laughs> just that small little yeah, that, just that blip that we're uh you know that that definitely casts this topic in an interesting light and i think it's actually a helpful um kind of time to be thinking about it uh but i i think i've experienced this temptation well yeah because i'm because i'm an extrovert too and so it's difficult for me to not be out seeing people um as much as I usually do, but <clears throat> I think that the temptation is has been present for me for a long time. Um, and so, like you say, Zach, it'll probably be worse when we get out of this. So that's that's actually something I hadn't thought of, thought about. So I think that's really important. Um, but when I <laughs> when I uh, experience an issue in my life or in the world, and I don't know what to think about it, I you know dutifully turn to the Bible. But of course, I look for things that say that I what I want them to say, <laughs> you know. So I'm like searching simple life or or whatever. And there's a there's a couple of verses that pop up, and some of them you may have you may have heard of. Uh, and so I'm just gonna share a couple of them and kind of what. Yeah, the way that like I thought I was able to interpret it, but upon reading it a little more closely, I decided unfortunately I can't do that. Uh, the first one is in First Thessalonians four. It's uh, verses ten and eleven, mostly eleven. Uh, basically, we urge you to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands. And, you know, at first blush, I'm like, oh, yes, like this means that I can not like deal with all these people. And, um, you know, I can just like I can just stick with my community, my friends, the people I like. And, and I'm just going to lead a simple life and I'm going to be removed from the mess that is society at large. And, you know, I, I think when you look at other translations of this verse and you think about the historical context, it becomes clear that this is 
more of don't live a, a like a societally and politically disruptive life. And there are other passages and other uh, books of the Bible that make this a little bit clearer. I think in First Peter, there's a lot of that um, where you know early Christians were not to make too much of a stir because they would have been completely snuffed out. And that was just a reality of the time, and that was wisdom that um, the biblical writers were passing on in letters. That's what these this text was um, to one another in order to uh, basically persevere the very difficult early chapters of church life. And so I think so. I think that's. Do you, would you guys agree? Am I am I doing that right? Would you guys agree that that is probably a more accurate interpretation as opposed to? you know, withdraw because it's easier. So, so you think, so Paul was not, uh, so correct me, so Paul was not telling them stay inside and watch Netflix just for the record. <laughs> yeah. that, that wasn't the intent. Cause I'm going to have to change some things. I was going to, I was going to actually get that tattooed on my arm, stay inside, watch Netflix. Yeah. Uh, first yeah. Thessalonians. Um, right. no, I think you're, you're totally on base. Okay. And so then, but so, but there is like something about this, like, quiet life that right so that's that's the correct interpretation but i think there's there's like this layer of it that might still be there so i look at proverbs 13 which you know sometimes the proverbs they're they're like really um they're true but they're they can be really like symbolic i guess you know sometimes the language that is used to express the wisdom of proverbs is not um i, it's I don't want to say like what did you say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's poetry, right? So, so yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's a little ahead. more figurative. I mean, I don't want to get right. too, too deep into little interpretation stuff. But Proverbs thirteen seven says, "A pretentious, showy life is an empty life. A plain and simple life is a full life." Uh, and so that's another one that I'm like, ooh. But I think there's a little. There's actually maybe a little bit more granting here. This opens the door to discerning the difference between fruitless clutter in life fruitless complication which i think our world is full of um and i think there's also kind of an admonition here about like you know the first part pretentious showy life like don't you know there's no need to showboat and to mm, come on uh present yourself as more than you are right that's like a that's definitely a, a pride issue but there's also this reality of um uh, not expecting expecting that pretentious showiness in your life and being content with the maybe more simple elemental parts of of our life on earth maybe like community and um, and our work and things like that that aren't necessarily the things that the world and culture are um, uh, marqueeing as like the things you need to have and yeah. I think those are some of the complications of the world that I shrink away from and I'm like really not interested in. And so I think there's a, and, and I think that's good. And so th this is where I think it gets a little more nuanced and interesting is what are the things that are okay to recoil from and what are the things that are not, that we're not called to. Right. Yeah. I think, I think you're super onto it. Um, I think those verses are, are less about uh, our amount of human interaction. And I think they're more about, the type of interactors that we are with other humans. I think they're more totally. about humility than they are about um, 
our social construction as people. Yeah, that's a good point, Zach. And and Andre, I, w- I would completely agree as well. And I was excited with where you took this. Um, I just finished reading through the book of Ecclesiastes um, and and thinking through how, uh, how Solomon portrays all of this excess that he has. Um, it just, his whole time through, he explains, this is what life is like when I have everything or when I have nothing. Uh, this is what life is like with incredible amounts of wisdom. Uh, and at the end, he, he just goes through all of these things. Uh, for, for those of you who aren't familiar, he's he's incredibly rich. He's incredibly wise. He's a king. Uh, all, I mean, just immensity of every possible thing you could imagine. And he concludes all his vanity. Um, and I, I think I've been able to sympathize with a lot of that this period of my life when a lot of things are taken away from us and you are able to see a lot of what I was doing was vanity it was just pointless it was fruitless Um, but in that I think a lot of what we can choose to do in quarantine can also be the same and so maybe we can like you were saying Andre take a take a real look at that and decide maybe use this as a chance to refresh and reset and say what do we actually want to do and what do we think is worth investing in and who is worth investing in um what, what does that look like yeah so one an interesting example for this that i would like to float is um and then yeah a scenario for application of some of these ideas that is very pertinent to me that i've been kind of working on and thinking about is social media i see social media as one of those complicated messy places of the world that I have no interest in engaging in because I think 90% of it is garbage, but they're real people and they're real opportunities for connection. And so I don't know that I can, I don't know that I'm trying to decide if I can justifiably exname my entire social media presence because it's messy and complicated and gross and I just don't want to. And, you know, and that's a little, maybe that's, maybe that's too selfish to justify. Maybe I need to put myself there and, you know, make a healthy comment here and there and, you know, click the thumbs up button so that I can connect and support people. Maybe I'm willing to grant that there is a place for that, but I don't want to. And that's kind of, in my life, that's kind of where this topic is coming to a head. And I know social media is kind of a messy topic overall, so maybe there are a lot of different ideas, but what do we think quickly? So um, I think you're totally right. Um, it de- definitely is messy. Um, and I ultimately, I think it's about what's helpful, right? So if, if it's helpful for you to, you know, be there, to be involved that way, then, then absolutely do it. Um, and uh, oh shoot, where was my brain going with that? Um, but yeah, I don't know. What ultimately I go to like 1 Corinthians 10, right? Like whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Right? Like that's yeah. that's the important part of this. I don't know, Matt, what do you think about that when it comes as the newly minted Instagram member, what do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matt is charging in as I am charging out. So uh we got to figure that out. <laughs> 
It's it's just keeping us at an equilibrium. That's all we needed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I yeah, I, I would 100% agree with Zach. Whatever you do, do to the glory of God. Um, we've talked about this on numerous podcasts. One one of the beginning ones, even, uh, I think we hit on it. Of uh, I forget what the exact title is, but something like living in the gray or something. Pretty much saying that most topics we go through aren't black and white. There's gray, and we have to use biblical rules of thumb essentially to. Uh, to be able to figure out what to do when things aren't clear. And one of those is, is it is it glorifying to God? Because that's a command we're given for everything we do, do the glory of God. So if you have social media, use it to the glory of God. If you're, use, if you're watching Netflix, uh, do it to the glory of God. Determine what that is. Use your wisdom. God gave you a brain. Um, don't, don't use that as license just to be lazy or to um, ignore people forever. But uh, <laughs> for people who listen to our podcast a lot you'll probably see this is a very recurring theme that we give but uh honestly it, it doesn't get much more straightforward yeah i just want to say boo i wanted a straight answer but you're right yeah. so i'll just have to accept that okay zach tantalized us with the prospect of a compelling anecdote so i'm gonna give it to him to do that now so um, this better be good. When, when I thought of this topic, ultimately, I think this is a conversation about comfortability. When we talk about how do we interact with the world and we have this feeling that we want to just withdraw, ultimately, it's because, in my experience, it's because it's uncomfy for me to be out in the world and interacting with the world. Um, and someone who I think has spoken to this better than anyone I've ever heard um, is a Christian hip-hop artist by the name of Andy Minio. Um, he has a song called Uptown that's off of his, uh, his uh, second studio album called Uncomfortable. Um, so Andy Minio, he lives in New York. He lives in Uptown. He is, he is a city guy. If you ever talk to him, he is all about his community. He's all about his neighborhood. He is constantly in his community. That's just the type of person he is. Um, and this whole record is about what does it mean to be comfortable um, and how comfortability is ultimately killing us. That we're called to be uncomfortable. That's how God calls his people. Um, and in this particular song, it's called Uptown. Um, and it's he basically talks about him being in his, his neighborhood. And how that relates to this larger theme of comfortability. And this is this is the lyric that I get to. Um, he says, baby, how are you going to complete your life checklist spending every night watching Netflix? Time is so precious. Got to invest it where you spend it. If we prisoners to comfort, we judge our own sentence. I be uptown. So he's, what, he's talking about how if we just resign to comfortability, you're you're judging your own sentence like god's calling us to a higher level of co pouring into our communities being in community even in quarantine there are ways where we can be a part of our communities and glorify god through that and he's calling us to that in a very uncomfortable way um and i i think this kind of pushes us now into our practical application and that's where i think i get mine right um pulling from someone and and honestly andy minio has been a huge influence in my christian walk um check out his music it's it's absolutely masterful and brilliant but um, that that's my uh charge to the christian is god calls you to a higher level of uncomfortability so so do that that's what you're called to go you have to take action steps and and do it be uncomfortable 
Zach, I love that. And my, my application is going to be right in line with yours of, um, and, and bring it back to what we talked about at the very beginning. Zach, I think you mentioned it, that what we do now to be, uh, to be safe and practical isn't what we're going to be doing, hopefully, in a month or three months or whenever this pandemic ends. So um, right now, we have to consider what loving our neighbor looks like. And that might mean staying away. But in three months or a year from now, it might not mean that. So consider what that's going to be. Um, and, and second, Christians throughout the entire history of our church have taken calculated risks. And, and calculated being that we're not, we're not crazy, we're not stupid, we don't just do things for no reason. But you do have to get uncomfortable. You do have to be willing to risk. And you have to do all of these things, making the decisions in light of a certain perspective. And for us, that's in a, a perspective from eternity. When you look back and think, what did I do with my few short years in life? Like, just like Zach said, did I spend the whole time net watching Netflix or did I do something that mattered? And for me, I think when I look at this topic and look at the passages of scripture, the hip hop lyrics, thank you, Zach, and, 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 this, you know, and the practical scenarios where this issue comes to a head in our lives, I realize the con- common denominator to the good manifestations of engagement are all based on relationships. And so I think my application is to reframe the topic of engagement with the world in terms of relationships and whether or not an action or an inaction can be justified um, by whether you're building and building up relationships and pouring into relationships. And so um, I think as I, you know, consider my social media presence and I um, yeah, go about this world, it's going to be in terms of relationships. So we hope this conversation on engaging with the world has been edifying to you. It was merely our verbal processing. Um, hang in there during this pandemic and engage or don't engage, but consider your relationships. Peace out.